Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Well, it, there's a few more people since the last time I got up here. Well, welcome. Uh, it was kind of nice starting about a half an hour later, wasn't it? We are going to be, just want to share a little bit of a devotional this morning before we uh, move into our time of food. We didn't want the food to get cold. So uh, just what I, what I wanted to do was take a scripture. If you have your devices or Bible, we're going to look to this text if you would. Would you grab it? Luke chapter 19. Kind of an unusual text. Luke 19. So go with me to Luke 19. And if you have your Luke 19, we're going to be looking at verse 37 in just a moment. But also I'm going to be keeping a finger in Luke chapter 2, which is the Christmas story. Okay, so Luke 19 and verse 37. Before I read this, again, this is typically, we think of this as the Easter story where Jesus is on the Mount of Olives. He's making his way into Jerusalem and as he's making his way into Jerusalem, this is what is happening. This is Luke 19, 37. When Jesus neared the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God with loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Here's what they said, 38. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Oh, what a beautiful sound it would have been, giving praise to the King, the coming King, Jesus Christ. And I, I just like to read it again, verse 38. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But then verse 39. There has to be a 39, it seems. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Stop this nonsense. And Jesus said these words. If they keep quiet, finish it for me. The stones will cry out. If we go back to Luke chapter 2, you come to that amazing part in the story in verse 13 where the heavenly hosts, this is 30 years before, the heavenly hosts in the heavens began to say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Same sort of a song. The angels were singing it in chapter 2. 30 years later, Jesus, before he would go back to heaven, you have the people who had been touched by him singing, Glory to God. The king has come. Peace on earth. And the same similar song being sang. But then there was that comment that Jesus had made because they said, stop the people from doing this. You ever notice today there's a common thread throughout society is to stop people from worshiping God, the one true God. And yet may we hear the echo of what Jesus himself said, if they stop, even the rocks will cry out. If they stop, creation that which, I mean, I've, I've never heard a rock. I never had a pet rock. I don't know if anybody here had a pet rock. I don't know if your rocks talk to you. 
but I've never had a rock talk to me. But Jesus said even the rocks would cry out. My message this morning, if a rock could talk. So I thought this would be something the kids. Kids, have, you guys have great imaginations. Hopefully you'll never lose that. If a rock could talk. Imagine if a rock could talk. Oh, what would it tell us today if rocks could talk? What if a rock could talk, think, feel? What would a rock say? Now, I'm just guessing. Don't look at me strangely because I've not heard a rock talk. I don't anticipate hearing a rock talk, so you don't have to make that phone call. I'm just telling you that if you and I were to step back in time, let's go back to Bethlehem. Uh, Let's go back to a time where the story of Christmas begins to materialize And let's listen to the rocks today. I believe if a rock could talk, this is what they would tell you. I believe if a rock could talk, there'd be one common theme. They would bear witness to change. 6,000 years worth of change. The only thing consistent is change. They would tell you of all the change that had taken place. In the hill country of Judea, the rocks have watched as people come right from the time of creation, the beginning of civilization. They would talk of humanity coming and going. They were there before the people. They were there before the animals. They were there before a house was built, a village was constructed. They were there before the road to Bethlehem was laid. If a rock could talk, it would tell you they were there before all of that. I think if a rock could talk, it would tell you of all the change they have seen. They would reminisce among themselves. They would speak of the oldest powers now long forgotten. They would probably talk about the Philistines. Philistines don't exist today. They'd probably talk about the Canaanites, but the Canaanites as a people group don't exist as Canaanites. The Jebusites, they would tell you about the Nephiliums. They were the race of the giants. They're gone. They would talk about primitive people. They would talk about the very simple homes. If a rock could talk, they would tell you about all the people that were there. And life rolled on. The people grew old and died and went into the ground. If the rocks could talk. These people were but memories now. If a rock could talk, I believe they would remember a time when the grazing sheep blanketed the hills And the ridges of Bethlehem like drifts of snow. If rocks could talk, I believe they would probably be able to recite the names of the genealogy of the different shepherds that lived in the region. The shepherds we read about in the story of Jesus in Bethlehem. The shepherds of the generations passed on to dad, passed on to, or dad passed on to son, passed on to the next son. Shepherds who came and shepherds who went. 
They'd probably tell you the story of the shepherds gathering to see the Christ child. I think if the rocks could talk, they'd probably tell you about one particular shepherd who stood out. That shepherd, he spent a lot of time out where the rocks were, looking after the sheep. That particular shepherd would one day become a king. They would tell you the story. If the rocks could talk, they would tell you how that little boy grew up to be a great, great king. His name was David. If the rocks could talk, they'd tell you the story. They would tell you that David was here once he walked among the hills of Bethlehem. It's prophesied from his lineage would come another king. If the rocks could talk, they'd tell you the story of David, I'm sure. Some of the rocks would remember even their distant cousins. That that great king, before he was a king, he handpicked a, it wasn't really a rock, it was more like a stone. And with that little stone, he brought down a giant. They would tell you about how he used one of them to bring down a giant. I think if a rock could talk, it would remember the high times where the kingdoms rose, cities were built, coliseums, and then they would fall. If a rock could talk, it would tell of a coin fallen from some tax collector's wallet, landed in the dust and got lost. Imprinted on this coin was the face of somebody by the name of Octavius, the great grandnephew of Julius Caesar. There's a name we're common with. Octavius wasn't so much a common name. Octavius, he gave himself a name. He didn't really like his name. He called himself Caesar Augustus. Familiar? If a rock could talk, it would tell you about Caesar Augustus. Luke chapter 2. He called himself that. Caesar Augustus. Sounds great. And on the coin, he had coins with his image on it. He was a pretty vain man. And the word Pax Romana means the peace of Rome. If a rock could talk, it would tell you about that. But there really wasn't any peace. The rock would verify no. Even though the coin said the peace of Rome, blood flowed freely up and down the streets. It was a huge time of unrest. If a rock could talk, it would tell you that along every highway during that time of purported peace, along the highway would hang the bodies of those who opposed Rome, the Christians. A reminder that Augustus, they perceived him in that day to be the savior of the world. If a rock could talk, it would tell you how that perception was rampant. If a rock could talk, it'd tell you of all the men, women, and children who crowded onto the streets, returning to their place of origin to be taxed by that Caesar, Augustus. They would talk about how on the roads to Bethlehem, caravans of people traveled on those very rocks, going to be taxed and their names to be marked off. And on one such road, the rocks would tell you there was a young man, there was a young woman, there was a mule carrying his very pregnant wife, Mary. Eighty miles they had traveled on foot to get to Bethlehem. If a rock could talk, it would tell you of the disappointment when both Joseph and Mary arrived in Bethlehem and there was no room for them to lay down. And so a stable would have to do. The rock would tell the story. If a rock could talk, it would testify to the fact 
that although they had seen millennia come and millennia go, that era of time changed everything. If a rock could talk. That everything changed because of that couple and that baby who would grow up to be the Savior. Sure, Caesar was still on the throne and people would be continued to be burdened and they would rise up and live, make a living and die. But one came into the world that day, the rock would say, that one, that one of all of them brought salvation to any who would ask. He would bring immediate and everlasting peace upon not only body, but soul and mind. It wasn't a perceived peace like Caesar Augustus. No, it was a true peace. It changed their lives forever. The rock would testify he was the one. If a rock could talk, it would await the only response that mankind could ever give. And that was if a society tried to stop you from speaking of him, the one who changed everything, the one who brought true and lasting peace to the people before, present, and would to come. They would declare that if people don't recognize who he is, they'll cry out. Wow, Jesus saw that. They would cry out. Honor him as the Prince of Peace. If the rocks could talk. I thought, yeah, I'm going to go back into my imagination because Jesus used a rock to testify. They know the story. If you're here this morning and you've not embraced Jesus as Lord and Savior, then embrace him. He is the change that needs to take place in your life. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Savior. When the shepherds and those out in the fields recognized and acknowledged him as the Lord. When the angels from heaven gathered and echoed highest, singing highest praise to him. When Jesus would go into Jerusalem and men and women and children would sing praises to him. But it doesn't always happen. There's always a group of people who say, stop it. Don't say Merry Christmas, just Happy Holidays or something. But if we stop, the rocks will tell us who he is. I invite you, would you embrace him? Embrace him. We're just at the front end of this season. Embrace him with everything in you this season. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca